Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Hi guys, welcome back to the Vitality Coach Podcast. We're coming live to you today from Sunshine Coast in Queensland and I'm very, very happy I've managed to track down and trap Keith Abraham who has been running corporate guru programs for as long as I can remember and I've been following him on LinkedIn. Keith, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Nikki, a delight to be with you. I love the work that you do. Well, this is a mutual admiration society, I think. <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, that that's really important. I think that authenticity and, and finding people that are truly connected yeah. to what they do and great at what they do is is really engaging. And I'm yeah. excited to share today with our listeners, remembering that we've got listeners in 79 countries today oh, listening wow. to us. Um, so it's really, really great. And I'm just so thrilled that I knew there was a reason I love to talk. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's amazing, isn't it? You know, when you just think, I'm just going to put this podcast out there and I, I hope somebody listens to it and then all of a sudden it just gets the momentum behind it. And isn't that the same with life? You know, when you put yourself out there, good things come to you. Well, that's a really, really great analogy and a great hook actually for our podcast together today. Um, you know, talking about finding your passion and that finding your why because both of us live what we love. Yes. Um, and I think our mission today to those of you that are listening and those of you that are reading the transcription later is we want to help you find uh, your finding your why and be one of those passionate people that we always call it. So, Keith, could you just tell everyone a little bit um, about what you do and what your mission is so we can set the scene? Yeah, look, really simple. For the last 18 years, I've been a professional presenter and author. I've travelled the world speaking to organisations in the UK, the US, Asia, and of course here in Australia and New Zealand. And my mission is really simple. I just want to help people live passionately. You know, I just think life is too short to not pursue your passion Uh, discover your passion and to live passionately and so my whole work is around helping people to identify what they're passionate about to be able to turn that into a purpose create a plan and then obviously to um, to implement you know implement that plan to make progress so three three p's and an i yeah, well, actually, uh, uh, progress is the fourth piece. Oh, yeah, okay, fourth piece. I, I just, I, I just, I, I just hit it there a little bit, Nikki. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's that's what I do, and I work with large organisations around the world, um, and getting them to focus on on the, the whole mission around. Let's just help your people become passionate about something in their life, because my great belief is that when people are passionate about something in their life, that that will overflow into their work. Yeah, and. And passion, of course, as you well know, Nikki, fits into two categories. You either generate an income from your passion, like you and I do, or you go and do work and generate an income so you can go and pursue your passion. And I think people get that a little bit mixed up. Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not passionate about this work, so hence I'm not passionate. No, no, no. You can be passionate about photography and, and work in the insurance industry, but you generate great income so you can take wonderful trips, so you can go and take the best photos. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things that I often talk about, and it's the biggest myth, is what we call work-life slash life balance. Because actually, if yeah. you start looking at what I call the wheel of life, which is this 360 degrees, your five elements, health and well-being, mm-hmm. admin productivity, yes. 
you know, friends and family and me time, work is not a section. It's actually integrated. And when you can plan yeah. your week like that around your passion or find your passion, um, I think the biggest challenge for a lot of people at the moment, once they've achieved everything, they have the titles, they have the family, mm-hmm. they're successful, is they've lost their mojo a bit, Keith. And they're like, yeah. okay, well, this all sounds good, but how do I find my why? You guys are motivated. It's just annoying me to see you. I've lost my mojo. So yeah. how can we help them? Where do we get them to start to really sit down and start with that process? Yeah, it's, I love what you're saying there about losing the mojo. I talk to people about there are six mindsets around achievement. And, and one of those mindsets is what I call the unsatisfied. And what do we mean by the unsatisfied is they look good, they smell good. They've achieved heaps and have achieved and are still achieving heaps but they've lost their energy and their passion for yep. it. What, what used to float their boat doesn't anymore. Yep. And, and the classic advice that most people would give them is, oh, we'll go and change careers. And that's not the advice. The advice is fall back in love with it. And to fall back in love with it, you need to fall back in love with, with your life. And so the solution always is um, a manifesto. You need a bigger reason why. You need a reason that's bigger than you outside of you and lives on after you. Uh, in other words, a legacy. Yeah, legacy, exactly. It's a beautiful and, word, that. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And people often don't think about that. And But, every you, you know, everybody leaves a legacy. It just depends on how long people remember that legacy for. Um, so, you know, and I, I think that one of the, the challenges, so so how do people find their mojo? Really simple. Firstly, they've got to go back and 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 become passionate about something in their life again. And I created 12 questions around help, how people, to help people discover their passion. Do you think we and, can share that with people on our show notes? Yeah, 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 of course we can. Yeah, I'd love to share those. Because, and I'll tell you how that all came about, Nikki. I have lots of people, and people fit into three categories. Um, there are people who go, you know, Keith, I know what my passion is and I'm pursuing it. Wonderful. You, you, are, you are in what I call pursuit mode. Um, the, the second is people know what they're passionate but they're not pursuing it and that's where they have to reconnect. That's reconnect mode. And the other is discover. You know, I don't know what my passion is. Love this. And, Love this. And, and so I had somebody um, contact me and said, you know, now, Nikki, you'd love this because he, here's the email. Uh, the email in the subject line started off, am I normal? <laughs> Who is, what is normal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is going to be interesting. Oh. Um, I met this guy in, in Queenstown and he was on the he was a, um, a very successful financial planner. Um, he was speaking to his peers. I was, I was interviewing him to draw out some of the, the, his success strategies and gave him a copy of my book and, um, and you know, and so about, about a month later he emails me and said, am I normal? And he said, um, he said, you know what, Keith, I am successful at what I do. I make good money in what I do. I'm happily married, two kids, well-respected in the industry, well-respected by peers and clients. And uh, he said, but I, I'm 36 years of age and I don't know what my passion is. And I, I, I emailed him back and I said, yes, you do. I just haven't asked you enough questions. And and as you know, the answer is always in the question. Mm-hmm. And so I sent him back these 12 questions and and for, for the first time in 36 years, he, he just worked out what he was passionate about. Yeah. And he got the context between, you know what, I can go and earn a living from my, from my financial planning business, but as long as I have this other passion over here on, you know, on, and I'm pursuing that, that re-energizes me. Well, so, the, so the first thing there is the 12 questions. 
Yes. I, I just want to interrupt you there because I think you've touched mm. on a really important point. And for those of you listening, there's this entrepreneurial sprint at the moment where everyone's going out on their own and feeling they have to be an entrepreneur and it has shiny object syndrome, SOS yes. I call it. Yeah. Whereas I think it's very, very important to know that you don't have to run your own company to be successful or happy. Everything comes from within. And the point you've just made it before we sort of go on to the 12 questions, I think first of all people just have to know that they can decide what makes their heart sing, whether it's inside oh. a job, whether it's being an entrepreneur. I think the entrepreneur buzz is the new thing on the block at the moment and everyone's jumping on board, but it's not necessarily easier. It's it's very, very hard. And it can be, um, you know, a, a veil, if you like, of changing locations rather than changing from within. Oh, a- absolutely, Nikki. And, I, and one of the challenges is that people do get, People, they get confused because mm-hmm. there's lots of messages out there, and and the the real the real challenge for them is just to stop and say, look, you know, what's important, what matters, and yeah. and let's simplify it. You know, people have you know have become have created such complexity around this, and and you know, twelve questions. Um, the second piece of the puzzle, and as childlike as this may be, you know, you know my bio, and if you looked at my website, you know, we've we've helped people set, you know, something over fourteen million goals, and people say, "How do you do that?" Well, it's really simple. I get people to write a list of a hundred things. I've been doing it for the last thirty years. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, lots of people, you know, all of a sudden pop up out of the woodwork and go, "Oh, there's an epiphany!" Write down hundred. You know, we've been talking about it for thirty years, and I was taught that thirty years ago. Yeah. Yep. And, and so we get people to start their list of a hundred things because what that does, as childlike as that may seem, it brings to the surface the things that people have suppressed and depressed through their life. Because I'm too busy, or I've had to be serious. I'm an adult now. Yeah, I have the to stories be we tell ourselves. You oh, know, that's right. I the, think the freedom of fun and thinking, and that childlike, inquisitive nature, has been lost once people start to work. Mm. And if you can bring that back with that hundred things, no matter what list. Yeah. Um, you know that hundred things list. What I do is I get people to take a A4 and split it down the middle uh, landscape, and on the left they write their hundred things, and every time. Their little subconscious voice says, that's a silly idea, you're too old, you're too whatever. They have to write down what their inner self, (laughs) roadblocks that come up along the way. So they write their list, but they're also recognizing this internal negotiation that they keep having with themselves. And once they've got that out on paper, they can recognize it, but they don't listen to it anymore. It's like, you know, change the channel. Yeah. And, 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 and And often what we find is that, you know, we get, we get. If there's a hundred people in the audience, I can get, um, you know, just in a, you know, short period of time, a couple of songs, I can get one or two or three people to a hundred in like, you know, about ten minutes. And people go, "How do you do that?" Well, we'll see. I have a process. Yeah. Uh, you know, I am, you know, creative in nature, but I'm, I'm anal in, you know, I'm anal around what's the process because unless you give people a process. Um, they they won't be able to do it. So if I can ask you twenty five questions and get you to answer, give me four answers for each of those, I can get you to a hundred. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, but you're right. What comes up? What comes up is a whole lot of pre programming. Oh, what would people think? Um, you know, oh, geez, you know, that sounds a bit childlike, or that's very foolish, or, or I don't and, have the money for that. I don't or, have the yeah. money. I don't have the yeah. time. I, you know, I'm raising two kids by myself. I, yeah. You know, 
there's a whole stack of stuff, and yet what we know is that for every person that has a reason not to do it, there are more people that have a reason to do it. Yeah, and what I want to tell people as well, and I'm sure you and I both do this, is that you know, life is not sending you a new body or a new version of where you are at. This is it. No. There's nothing arriving yeah. in FedEx. There's no, no secret package from Amazon that says, surprise, you can start yeah. again. So the first thing I think we have to be grateful for is that we are exactly where we need to be right now and yeah. not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So like that gentleman that, you know, most of the people I coach as well, CEOs, managing directors, movers and groovers, it's not about beating yourself over the head that you don't have it figured out. This is just another a, a chapter or a pivotal point where you're like, okay, I'm going to press pause and I'm going to get some clarity back in because life is like a DNA strand. It expands mm. and you bring in more information, growth, um, development, mm, and yeah. then you squeeze yourself through this really difficult point when you come to a crossroads, which is growth. And then you pop out the other side again, like the DNA, and it swells up and you have all this room and you've mm. kind of got this this organic you know, osmosis of expansion and contraction, and that's growth and development. And we get the more we expand and contract, the closer we get to our true selves. We just can't be afraid of that process. Well, and, and Nikki, here's the here's what people have got to understand. And this is a this is a tough thing to to grasp hold of. Is that I say to people that everything is perfect. Yeah, everything is perfect. It now, is. Yeah. Now, if you're in it right now and you go, no, you don't. I'm going through this relationship issue or this financial or my business is on a downturn. You know, how can that be perfect? No, no, no. If you say, you know what, everything is perfect and what's the message here, what what do I have to learn from this moment? And the quote that I often use to use with people is the, is the challenge I face today is the character I need tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and life doesn't throw what you can't handle at you type thing. No, and, you no, know, it, yeah, and it, it's exactly. Just, it, you know, and it's a, it's a test and it's this ability to go through this, you know, traumatic time and when you're in it, it's it's not perfect but, you know, in reflection you think, you know what, I needed to go through that so I was better prepared for this. Yeah, and if you go through that process with light and love, and I'm not saying in a tree-hugging perspective, but I'm actually saying that if you actually allow yourself to get rid of the fear and embrace the growth and think I'm just going to approach this with with centered calm, peace, and harmony, whatever has been thrown at you, you've kind of got this force field around you. It's like standing Mm -hmm. in the middle of Times Square in New York with all these people around you and you have a quiet space yeah and that's when we face challenges it's the ability to step aside and create a quiet space for yourself when you're doing your 12 questions when you're writing out your list of 100 when you're trying to find your why it's allowing yourself to step out of the noise whatever's going on and just come back into being present yeah and that's so strong because that's deeper than intuition that's instinct yeah and and the other piece of the puzzle there is is being grateful you know, is truly is truly being grateful for for what you know for what you're going through at this point of time. You know, and and that's that's sometimes a bit of pill to, to swallow. Well, that's when but, you need to lean on your coaches and those people around you because yeah. I think that's the other thing is that people they engage us as coaches and then we say, you know what, if you're hitting a roadblock, text me, email me, I'm available, I'll get back to you, and nobody reaches out. So I say to people, if you don't reach out for help. Even if you're the most, you know, even Richard Branson asked people for help. Yeah. It's all about you're you're allowed to be vulnerable. It's actually about, you know, having a different perspective and having that support when you're going through this next phase of amazingness. Yeah, exactly. 
Nikki, I, I you know, it's it's you have to humble yourself enough to sit at the feet of a master and, and I know my business grows and, and I become a better speaker and a better, you know, a better business person and a better father. Um when I have coaches in my life and when I think I've got it down pat, well, that's when things go pear-shaped. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but I, I always remember and just, you know, when we start talking about coaching and I love the work that you're doing with people is that I, was, I got a chance to interview, I was doing some work for Toyota and I got a chance to interview uh, Richard Gowder from West Farmers mm. and I asked him the question, you know, because there was a panel of three and and I asked each one of them the question, what's been the best professional development investment you've made in your career? And I'm thinking that for him, he's going to say, you know, without preempting it, I'm thinking, well, he's going to say he's done an MBA and, and he did it at, you know, you know Harvard or, or whatever it might be or Cornell and, um, you know, or I did this amazing executive leadership early on in my career and that really got me clear on where I was going. And so to my surprise, he's got, now, you know, you know him, he's the head of West Farmers, which is, you know, Coles and, and this multi-billion dollar organisation. Uh, here he is as, as the CEO of that organisation and, and very successful. And he said, I have a coach. Yes. And I said, wow. I said, so tell me more about that. He said, well, I have a coach from the University of, of Queensland uh, who's a professor there. We meet once a month, either face-to-face or via Skype, depending if I'm overseas. If I'm in the country, it's face-to-face. And, um, and he said, religiously, we, we meet every month. And, and I thought, you know what, that guy's busy. Uh, that guy's very successful, and yet he still finds the time and sees the value in engaging a coach to, to give him perspective, not, yep. not necessarily answers, but perspective. Yeah, and I think this is a really I th- one of the things that I sh- I think we should follow up on another podcast is the role and what actually defines a coach because you and I have both been coaching for years internationally in different things and we both coach either a group in corporate but usually led by uh, innovators within that company in the first place. So the limited individual coaching that I do, they are CEOs and and you do have to maybe travel to 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 meet them but there it's about the conversation and it's about the breadth of knowledge and the approach it's not a formula as you say it's having experience to be able to listen and you need to have the right chemistry because if you can't be honest with your coach and coachee and you can't be honest with those you're working with and you don't have that authentic connection you can't create extraordinary together no, you can't and and, and the, the really interesting thing and you know this from all the work that you've done uh, you know, with with individuals, and you know, you know, as a coach, that when you're coaching someone, you know if they're telling the, you know, yeah. if, it, if, if they're being uh, a hundred. It's not that they don't tell the truth; it's that they don't tell all the truth. Well, I think sometimes they, you know, but I think there's that other that what I would call that chemistry check is that if you are working with someone and you don't feel that you can just be yourself with that person, you're not going to get the results from either side. So th- the biggest thing is when you're doing your your hundred your hundred goal sheet, when you're going through your twelve questions, and you do come out of the side of it, you think, "Geez, I need a mentor or someone who's going to inspire me or someone to give me framework to really step up and and get my mojo back and figure out what to do next." I would say look at some traits of the coaches and interview people, and make sure you really really enjoy talking to them. If you look forward to connecting wow. with your coach, if you can't wait yeah. to sit in front of them. 
that yeah. is a great relationship. But if you're like, oh my God, I've got to check in and five o'clock on Friday, and, uh, does, that's not a great relationship. No, no, and, and that becomes, you don't need another manager in your life. No, you need someone who's going to inspire you and that has what I call, and you probably have the same, it sounds like we're, we're kindred souls, a subliminal coaching, which is that you're there with that person no matter where they are in the world. Correct. You're on their shoulder and you become a second voice. So yeah. I, I the best testimonial I ever received was from um, a, C, a 55-year-old CEO that said, Nikki, you're my vitality angel. <laughs> Beautiful. So he, he says, sometimes I walk into a room and I think, okay, what am I listening? From what angle am I listening from? I'm going to yeah. make it neutral and I'm going to know if I need to be in this room or not. And I know that you're always on my shoulder and we have our discussions with the points. I'm sure that's what you do with your clients. So you've just given us some incredible rich pieces of information. You've talked about, you've only touched the surface of, you know, the six mindsets. We started yeah. off, we, we got sidetracked. I call it squirreled. <laughs> Starting off with unsatisfied, but we're already talking about having a million dollar coach. That's fantastic. Um, you know, manifesting and then the three modes of where you're at with creating your, you know, the life that you want, whether you're actually pursuing it now, whether you're reconnecting with that purpose or whether yeah. you need to discover that purpose. Yeah. And you've got these 12 questions that can help people discover that purpose. So what could you just run through yeah, just look, the let questions? Me, let, me, let me run through the questions and then I'll send you the document. Yeah, and then that, what we'll do is we'll put that on the show notes. Uh, it'll be on the show notes, everyone. I'll, I'll put the link in the outro um, of this podcast for you and I'll direct you to Keith's website as well because I know we're going to create magical content and there'll be so much to tell and we're definitely going to have to do some video series together. But um, don't worry, guys, there will be more podcasts with Keith and I. Um, as you're driving somewhere, you're on the treadmill, you're listening to this, you're in the kitchen, whatever, you don't need to grab a pen in a hurry. We'll make sure these questions are on the show notes. But Keith, take it away. What are your 12 questions? Yeah, he, he, here's the 12. Um, what do you love to do that gives you the greatest joy? Um, second question is, if you did pursue your passion, what type of legacy would you like to leave for others to enjoy? So not only what gives you the greatest joy, but also what, what joy do you want to give other people? Is that all, all yep. cool, Nikki? Yep. That sounds good. Um, the third one there is, if the money was handled, what would you love to do with your time, energy, and skills? Not with the money, but what would you love to do with your time, energy, and skills? For some people, it's like, I don't want to do anything different. I'd still go to work tomorrow. I love what I do. Other people say, oh, no, I want to travel. Or, I, want to, I want to set up this foundation. Or I want, to, I want to become an educator you know, of kids in school around this topic. Um, what activity do you do uh, that the time passes by the fastest. See, I always think that when you're doing the things that you love to do, the time skips by really, really quickly. Yeah. So that's a great indication that perhaps that could be part of your passion. What do you do that recharges your batteries? Mm -hmm. what, is the most in, uh, what is most important to you to do that is meaningful and that means the world to you? So what's most important, what matters, and what means the world to you? What makes a difference? What gives your life purpose you know and for some people it's like making a difference or yeah, making or sure my kid or, oh their yeah. family the values or or helping or whatever it might be um what makes your heart sing and i love that that's you said that before i mean we have that as part of the question what makes your heart sing and gives you a full heart yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, a great friend of mine a, a ceo of luxotica he's just stepped down from that role 
um, and he, Chris Beer, and he and he says, you know, he's got a lovely saying. He says, I, I have a full heart for the fully committed. And, oh, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it just says everything, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, when you're a coach, when that person has a full heart, you have a full heart for them. You know, when they've got a full heart and they're, they're fully committed, you, you, you give them the very, very best of yourself. Uh, what do you love to do that, uh, what do you love to do in your spare time? Uh, what did you love to do as a kid or a young adult growing up? Yeah. I think that's, is that the 12th question? No, no, I've got two more say. to go. <laughs> I've got two more to go. If I could pay you the same amount of money you are on now and increase it as you went along, tell me the job that you would love to do and what would you love to create or build or service you would love to provide or how would you make your world, your family's world or our world a better place? See, I just think that people always get hung up on the money. I can't do that because, okay, but if we could pay the same amount of money to do that, what would you do? And the last question is, what do you think, um, so what do you think you are most passionate about in your life? Now, some of those questions are the same, are very similar, and the reason why we do that is like any good lawyer is that they have the ability to ask the same question six different ways. And I think sometimes it has to be have that type of reinforcement. So there's a couple that are similar there. So there's the 12. Well, I think, I think that's absolutely magical, and I think that we should give – people need to give themselves permission to be replete, which is my word of the month. Uh, you know, which replete is usually used with eating, <laughs> but it's really a sense of this total kind of feeling of fulfillment. So, um, replete is a beautiful word to talk about this full heart. It's yeah. being a great leader, whether you're in a company or a family, it's knowing that you are kind and that you are thoughtful and generous, but also to yourself. And I think that great um, the great CEOs and the great leaders have a personality. They're not afraid to create a culture yeah. because it goes beyond, um, you know, that, that bottom line vision. It goes beyond we work so hard, what are we going to do with this? And I've got, I've got three pillars of a great leader, which I'm just about to – I'm writing a, a little book on this. And I'm, mm. But it's uh, think like a CEO – Plan like a visionary and act like a Buddha. Those are my three. <laughs> I love it. Those are my three pillars. It. Yeah, which is you know we don't need to be reactionary. We should allow ourselves space. You don't have to respond to a question or an email straight away. And people start looking at their email inboxes differently. They start dealing with people differently. You start dealing with your kids differently. So doing those twelve questions is about taking time out to actually take time for yourself because if you don't create the life you want, you'll get the one you're given. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's yeah. what you and I are on a mission to do is to help people navigate and fast-track their way without the clutter, without the fancy pants syndromes and without kind of, you know, th- selling their Ferrari and becoming a Buddha. Yeah. To, to say I can have abundance, I can have beautiful things around me and beautiful people, and I can also have a beautiful soul. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and this is the, you know, people just, as we said before, they, they overcomplicate, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in essence what we're talking about is simplifying. The, the, the one comment I get from a lot of people who attend our workshop uh, is that people say, you gave me permission. Mm. Yep. To to stop and think about you know what's important, what matters, to think about my passion, to think about my goals, and, and to put myself at the front of the line. 
because a lot of a lot of people don't put themselves at the front of the line at any stage during their life and and once you give people that permission and it's funny you know I don't give you know they don't need permission from me they don't need permission from you but but when we put them in that type of environment people feel that you know they've just been given it's okay it's it's okay to stop and to just think about yourself for a little while yeah and i think that when you have the opportunity or the wonderful um, privilege of presenting to whether it's 50 people or 150 people or 1500 people within an organization as part of a conference that you and I are so privileged to be able to share this is that you won't reach everyone but there could be a few souls in that room that you will resonate with and as, as a coach and if you're a coach or you're a presenter and you're doing speaker training or whatever else my biggest advice is make sure that you're really giving your authentic IP that you truly live and practice yourself. The reason I have Keith on this podcast is because he lives the life that he loves and he practices what he preaches. And I think if you can be sure that the people that you hire to inspire your organization, to inspire you, they need to be inspirational souls that are authentic themselves. And they're actually quite hard to find. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you the... the the challenge is you have to be the living example, not the talking example. Yeah, that's a and, way and for every, and for every leader, it's about let me be the living example of of what I want to see in myself, in my family, and of course in the people that I work for. And it's not about telling them what to do; it's about letting them watch you, what you letting them watch you do it, and um, and live it, and be it. Yeah, and and that's such a powerful message that not everybody gets. And I think to end this conversation as well, because we, you know, we don't want people to drive off the road or anywhere. We want to get some more <laughs> podcasts in. Is that you, both you and I are the message about life is about experiences. So the people that we work with, money is not the issue. It's really fulfillment and and knowing that they feel satisfied and blessed with their life, whatever level they're at, and that they trust that they can create the life they want. So. You know, the new thing a lot of people are writing about it now, it seems to be on the Huffington Post, Sydney Morning Herald, all these other things, is experience is the new currency. But for me, it's always been the currency. If there's always been an opportunity to travel somewhere, to to work with different people, to give something go, I've always said yes. And I think we need to, as individuals, embrace the word yes and, and take leap of faith so that we can fly. And that would be my message off this back of this podcast is take his questions and take a leap of faith and start dreaming again. Yeah, great advice. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and Keith, you and I will put your show notes uh, questions on the show notes. We'll put some links through to your website as well, and we'll be coming yeah. back to everyone. I think what we should talk about in our in our next podcast, um, um, possibly, what do you reckon the, the hot topic we should discuss in our next podcast together? What would you pull out of the air if you had to give it a title? Uh, you know the one thing that people struggle with is procrastination. Oh, I love that. So I, I reckon, uh, unless we'll do it another time. No, no, we'll, what we'll do is... is <laughs> Sorry, Nikki, my little bit of odd humour. No, I thought uh, that was great. I was just going to continue on that. <laughs> I'll say I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, yeah I like it. I actually wrote a blog post that said Procrastination 101. So I think that this was a long time ago. So I'll, um, and I've been talking about doing a podcast about it for months. So there you go. <laughs> the irony. Um <laughs> So that's that's it. You've heard it from us. We've committed to doing the Procrastination 101 a podcast, Keith and I, to help you 
stop wading through mud and throw out your excuses and start living the life that you love. Uh, we'll be giving you our top five tips at the end of this podcast. So just to wrap up, Keith, what would five things you would say, and then I'll give my five tips that people can walk away and do right now? Yeah, uh, first one is become the living example, not the talking example. The second one is to um, start your list of 100 goals that you want to achieve in your lifetime. Um, the third is is um, don't wait for perfect. A good plan implemented today is better than a perfect plan implemented tomorrow. Um, the fourth is that, you know, um, the, the, the key here is that, you know, you, you're better than what you think. You know, stop being a, a, your harshest critic and be your best friend. And the final one there is that, you know, imagine. Imagine where could you be in the next 12 months? Uh, where could you be in the next 12 months if you stopped and focused on what's important, what matters, and what makes a difference? Love those. You've nailed it. Okay, God, no pressure for my five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'd, I'd start off with um, take some time out and take a pause and actually plan your personal life like you would your business and do a bit of a personal strategy. So get on to those uh, answering the 12, 12 questions. Set some time aside, take yourself somewhere quiet and actually make it a priority. Um, the second thing is find your dream team. So who in your life really supports growth and development? Who's holding you back? Don't need to apologize or give a big speech or statement, but start recognizing if you have people around you that live what they love and are actually identifying and displaying the qualities, the values, the authenticity that you're drawn to. And if you don't have those in your immediate circle, you know, you know, you could always leave a comment on the show notes and say, hey, guys, I really want to find my dream team. Could you give me some tips on how to do that? Because when you have your dream team and the right people around you that like-minded they will support you no matter what and that's so so important in a world where everyone it's natural human behavior to get taken off point you know don't have that glass of wine or have it because Nikki's not here you know people can't help themselves um, <laughs> and the third thing is do what makes your heart sing you're allowed to be uh, ridiculously excited I definitely think I'm part Labrador I still run down to the beach like a 12-year-old in my bikini when I come home to work with the dog. I am ridiculous. I'm learning to surf. I'm crap at it, but I love it. I just have fun. So for me, the ocean is my playground, and it makes me seem ridiculously immature, and I don't apologize for it. I just have a load of fun, um, and it just makes my heart sing. So really find what makes your heart sing and do more of that. Don't leave that to once a month, but integrate it into your week. The fourth thing is remember be true to you. So while you might be inspired by what's on social media and what other people are doing, you know, you have to create goals that fit your subconscious and your true self because when those two things are aligned, you become unstoppable. The trick is to make sure that you can get out of the noise and into a peace and harmony place where you can figure out what do I really want to do. So be inspired by others, but be true to you. And number five, as you say, imagine, you know, really you are unlimited with the potential and what you can create. It, giving back doesn't have to mean you've been a philanthropist with a million dollars. Giving back might mean baking something for your neighbor. It might mean going to the old people's home and adopting a granny. It might be taking the neighbor's dog for a walk. Give back in your community. Be a good soul and start to actually see that creating a legacy can be simple things that you can do at home. So those are my five things. Love it. I love it. 
So um, we'll put all of this on the show notes uh, with my guest star, Keith Abraham, who's coming from Queensland. Sunny on your side, sunny on mine. To those of you in Europe right now, I know that you're heading into your summer. Um, so I hope that you're enjoying spring. For those in the States, I can't wait to see you when I start doing my book tour. Keith and I were going to arrange a video thing and we'll be talking to you very shortly about Procrastination 101, how to get your goals off paper and into action. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Nikki. Delight being with you. All right, guys. So that was Keith Abraham, and we're speaking about creating the life you want with his six levels of mindsets and achievement going from unsatisfied to living your purpose. I can't wait to have Keith back on my podcast. You know, you can hop onto the show notes, thevitalitycoach.com.au forward slash podcast and see anything. You can subscribe on iTunes. And more than ever, I love, appreciate, and genuinely read all your testimonials and comments. If you want something to be covered, if you think someone will be worth interviewing, let me know because this is an area of potential and I love to hear about what will help you create the life you want. Don't forget my Vitality Roadmap is free now for the next four weeks and then we kick into the online program and I'll be helping you get your pillars of fresh air, fresh food and fresh perspective into reality. Have a great day. I wish you health harmony and stay connected. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.